This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. Joined by Justin Verlander getting the ball on opening day. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with Lance McCuller. Tons of interviews. Robert Ford joined by Michael Brantley. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa returning to the lineup today. Highlights. That is line in the right field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. High and deep, and it's gone. A grand slam. Follow your favorite team. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Park. <laughs> For the H. They never said it would be easy. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Back to Astropod, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Julie was mentioning Dusty talking today. He did make the, the proclamation that JV, not a shock, is going to be the opening day starter. That's now going to be 12 opening day starts for Justin Verlander. He's one of 10 pitchers all time. So that it, would, it wouldn't have worked out, you know, if the season started on time. JV would have had to wait till next year to get a 12th, but now he's one of 10 all time. So that's and then of those nine that have done, that have had 12 more opening day starts, eight of them are in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens is the only one who's not. Not yeah, that we needed, not that we needed something else to punch Justin Verlander's Hall of Fame ticket <laughs> at this point. Did you guys hear his comments a couple of days ago talking about playing eight to 10 more years? Yeah, <laughs> that's great. His idol is Nolan. Nolan won 105 games and had two no hitters in his 40s, and he won 105 games from JV's current age to the end of his career. Dang! About Have you people. seen JV pitch in these streamed games? These last two outings he's had, dude, he looks filthy. He literally filthy. looks better than to for me. He looks better than he's ever looked right now. <laughs> and you his can tell his mentality pitches. when he's out there too. It's, I mean, he is attacking. The sharpness of his curve and his yeah. slider right now are as sharp as they've ever been. And we're talking about somebody who's struck out 590 guys his last two seasons. So, Sparky, can you see the mechanical adjustments he's made to compensate yeah. for his groin? Yes. So, what I, the one thing that I've noticed more than anything else is where he breaks his hands. He was uh, last year breaking a little higher, and this year mm-hmm. he's breaking a little bit lower. So, rather than his arm having to go down and up, now, when it breaks low, all he has to do is get it up so he can get the ball out in front of his face uh, more easily every every time he releases it. So I think he's simplifying things just to get the ball out front a little more easily. And I think that's why you're starting to see the sharpness of his breaking pitches, especially his curveball right now. Yeah. The only mistake he made in those two intra-squad games was after his first inning of the first outing. He walked towards his home dugout, and he was on the minor league <laughs> <laughs> Creature of habit. I do love that they're streaming those. Hey, who's I'm, the fifth starter? Hooked to those. Fromber. Are we saying JJ's four? I think JJ's four. Yes. Yeah, I think I they mean, shifted forward. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds, sounds like, like McCullers gets that second that second start. Did I hear him say that? It sounds yeah. like it'll be Verlander, McCullers, Grinky. I mean, the, the days off. Because of that canceled workout day messed yep. up Grinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I think the fifth starter goes to to Fromber Valdez or Cy Snead. I know Shrami yesterday was talking up uh, Fromber quite a bit and how good he's looked. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I mean I'd agree with you, Steve. It seems like Fromber does maybe have does have the leg up, and I mean we all know how good Fromber's stuff is. It's more about throwing strikes consistently with him, um, and if he can do that, there's no reason why he can't be you know one of the one of the top five starters on this Astros team. And for the fifth starter, you're looking at nine starts. The other four can cover 12 starts or 51 starts. The other four starters can cover 51. So you're looking for nine starts. So maybe be creative as far as matchups, however you want to do it. But you're only looking at nine starts out of your fifth guy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm leaning with uh, the fifth starter. You may, I, I would imagine they try and go matchups if they can, because you got Pruitt, Peacock. If he comes, you know, if he's fine and able to give you some innings, they might go matchups. Right. Well, with the season being so much shorter, you're not as concerned about, okay, like Verlander, we want to give him that extra day on occasion so that he goes on, you know, five days rest as opposed to the normal four days rest where you may think about that more in the traditional season. Maybe you don't think about that as much in a 60 game season. Uh, Questions for Brent Strom. Hey, Brent, how are you doing? Doing good. How'd you think uh, Justin and Lance look today? Uh, I thought they looked uh, very, very good. I mean, it was very pleasing to see uh, Verlander initially uh, was going to go four innings. He wanted to go before 60 or so. I was feeling so good. He came in, asked for another inning. And, uh, I mean, this his velocity right now is as good, if not better, than what we saw last year. So this guy has made some tremendous changes uh, in his delivery, getting back to, uh, you know, vintage 2009, uh, 2011, uh, Overcame some injuries, but uh, extremely – the ball's coming out of his hand. Uh, exceptional right now. This guy's on a mission, and uh, I'm giving him a better-than-even chance to pitch as long as Nolan Ryan right now. So that's what his goal is. you got a lot of guys that haven't been on the mound yet. Um, Dusty was just saying how some of the guys are ailing. Uh, Pruitt, Presley today, uh, Peacock we haven't seen yet. Just what's, what's been the challenges for you and – where do you think you're at with, with getting some of your regulars back on there, considering we're so close to opening day now? Well, you know, it's a, it's a tight spring training. All of them have these little nagging injuries that, uh, that we're just kind of monitoring. We do have the fortunate uh, – we're fortunate in that the expanded rosters will allow us to uh, mix and match a little bit until these guys get ready. Uh, but they're, they're minor things that uh, right now I just uh, – you know, I'm very conservative, as is Jeremiah in the training room and uh, – we just, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a balancing act with trying to bring somebody back too quickly, uh, trying to force the issue. So I, I'm fully confident in uh, the guys that you haven't seen, like Peacock and Pruitt and and Osuna, those kind of people that uh, that they're going to be fine. And uh, and if if uh, if we don't start with them, then uh, they will be there eventually. But we're we're in great shape right now, I think, from a pitching standpoint. How would you categorize the, the back two spots on the rotation at this point? It seemed Arkady and James were the guys when we left camp in March. Um, I know Josh just got here, but um, do you think that's opened up a little bit more now with what's going on? Well, I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised with Josh James. Josh James uh, has started to started this whole program months ago uh, down in Florida. Uh, we utilized – he and I stayed in contact. We utilized uh, – for example, we utilized Garrett Cole – as a kind of a model. A lot of times in teaching, modeling is, is a way to go, and, and uh, Cole would be one of the best. And so we've cut down on a lot of the extraneous movement that James had, had been seen before. 
a lot of misses took place, and he's kind of tightened things up a little bit. And uh, I've, I've monitored every one of his bullpens that he's thrown uh, when he was down in Florida. Um, as you know, he's a, he's a, a dad, and, uh, and so he, he is going to be pitching here shortly. And he's not gonna, it's not going to be a slow walk with Josh James. He's built up to four innings already, I believe. And I think that's what we'll see the first time out. If he has a good four, we may extend him to five. So we're in great shape in that position right there. And then as the, the other starting, uh, I thought Valdez was exceptional the other day. Outside of a, a, a bad defensive play on his part, his stuff is electric. And his bullpens have been great. He's focused. Uh, I think everybody kind of comes along at a different time. And I think Valdez, uh, I know a year ago, I thought Valdez would be my pick to click. Uh, I'm going to stick with Valdez. And I think he, when Mike Trout says he's the, <laughs> got the best stuff on our staff, uh, then that means something to me. And uh, so I really like the way Valdez is coming along. So uh, I feel good about that. Strami, with Osuna specifically, um, when do you think he can maybe get off the mound? And are you optimistic that he'd be ready for opening day? Yeah, I am. Up. I think he'll be ready opening day. I know this guy. And uh, he's been doing his long toss now, which is a great sign because this guy goes out to 220 feet, 230 feet. And when I start to see that, that I know he's starting to feel better. Uh, realize we need to get this guy ready for, for one inning stints. So this is not a case like we do with Verlander and, and McCullers and and James and Valdez and Snead and Belak and those kind of people. Uh, a lot of the guys I'm developing, uh, they're going multiple innings uh, because we're going to have to have some times where we do what, what might be a kind of like a piggyback. And, uh, you know, I obviously can't expect Verlander to go out and, and go seven or eight innings uh, right out of the chute, uh, even though he probably would like to. I know one thing for sure, this guy's going to go at least five every time out because taking him out of the game – early is not uh, not something that we really envision. So uh, I, I really believe Osuna is going to be ready to go along with uh, Presley. We'll have that that uh, that uh, eight, nine inning kind of locked down. And so really, for me, it's going to be the sixth and seventh innings that are going to be key to our success. And I think we do have the people that can kind of bridge that gap. I, I kid my wife sometimes. I feel like the like the great Walindas, you know, the, the people walking on a tightrope and uh, with no no net underneath. And my net last year was people like Miley and, and Harris and, and uh, Cole and, uh, and, and those kind of – and Smith and these kind of people. Um, and uh, so it's uh, – uh, I'm kind of a little bit naked underneath, but uh, I feel confident in our guys that we do have. There's going to be some young guys that are going to excite some people, like Javier. Uh, Javier is going to be an exciting pitcher for us. Uh, I think Abreu is going to be good. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to see these young bucks, and, uh, and and it's just a different phase of astral pitching right now. I think Forrest Whitley is is going to be a star. Uh, you know, I, I worried about the back slap sometimes, and and then as I look at it in 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 in, in slow motion, a lot of times I I kind of see why it happens, and it, it is unique. There's no question about it. Um, but he's got himself in great shape. He was 97 the other day, electric. Uh, he's got a great changeup. He made some guys look really bad. This is, an, this is an accomplished young man, and, and like I said with, uh, with guys like James, people come at different phases, and I think Whitley, uh, is heavy as, the, heavy as the, the, you know, the head that wears the crown, and he was given so much press early in his career that sometimes that's difficult to leave, live up to. And I think, uh, I think Forrest Whitley, I think Astro fans are going to be excited to see this guy uh, you know, when they watch him and, and he starts starting games and electric stuff. And, He's the man on a mission. He, he wants, to, wants to prove himself.
Brent, how frustrating has the inconsistencies in the testing been for you, the delays, that kind of stuff? Well, you know, we, we had a couple of days that I think it's, uh, I think one of the things, for example, today, uh, McCullough's velocity was, was not what we saw the first time. And I attribute that to the fact that uh, both he and Verlander were not able to come into the stadium. Uh, but they, what we, what we do provide them with is an apparatus, which we call the throwing sock, uh, which allows them to throw in their, in their, at their house, keep their arm moving. We did the same thing with James uh, when he was driving, uh, when he came in from Florida. So guys, uh, Urquidy's doing the same thing. And, and so they're keeping their arm loose and throwing, even if they're not here at the stadium. So this is not a whole program is set up by our strength and conditioning with our trainers and with our pitching people so that, so that a, a constant uh, development can continue. So believe me, these guys are not just uh, sitting at home eating Doritos and, and having a soda. They're, they're continuing to work uh, so that when they do get here, because we're going to have to hit the, hit the ground running because with a 60-game schedule, every game is like worth two and a half wins. And so this is going to be a tight race. Uh, our division with the Angels and Oakland and, uh, and Texas with the pitching they have now, um, and then Seattle can come up and bite you. It's going to be a, it's going to be a close race all the way through. And uh, I think this, this, with the less games that we play, it actually benefits the teams that, that maybe don't have the depth that we have and the talent that we have. So anything can happen in a short series, as, as we well know uh, from past history. And Greinke, uh, amazing guy. Uh, and he, the other day he came to me, and with, this, uh, with the delay that we had for a couple days, it kind of impacted his schedule more than anybody. And so I was in touch with him, what he wanted to do. Uh, and uh, he said, I need to throw, I need to get my arm strength up. I want to throw a really strong bullpen. And so he threw 67 pitches in the bullpen yesterday. And uh, he came out of it looking great. I mean, if you ever have a chance to catch Grinky, you don't have to move. I mean, Brock caught him and he hardly moved uh, six inches either way. The ball's always right there. Uh, and then you watch him work out afterwards. Uh, he's a, a silent assassin, I would call Grenke, and I think he's a future Hall of Famer. He's just spectacular for some for, for somebody like myself to watch, uh, watch him work with change of speeds, and uh, and uh, and I still reflect back, and I know people laugh at me about it. On my screensaver, on my computer is the two-one changeup that he threw to Soto. That was a strike that got called a ball in the seventh inning, and I think changed the entire World Series. Otherwise, we'd be wearing. World Series rings with uh, with Cole coming in in the eighth and ninth, and uh, and we would have another ring. But uh, the pitch was there; uh, he was not called a strike. Uh, human error. Computer had it as 95% strike, and it's still I'm still pissed about it, to be quite frank. So I hold on to grudges. I can tell. <laughs> Who are some of the the pitchers you're considering for like the the last three or four spots in the bullpen to kind of round round it out? Well, it depends on what, I think we start out with 30. Am I correct on that? Uh, did, yeah. Did 30? Yeah. So we have 30 and uh, I'm going to need at least 15, uh, possibly 16 uh, to get through it. And so uh, the work that's being done at the University of Houston with our minor league people, Frenchie and, and Murph has is, is really been exceptional. They got guys uh, throwing on a regular basis. They were, we're using our technology with them uh, and they've come over to the stadium and thrown the Canine, Paredes, uh, Torres, uh, Garcia, Rodriguez is a little bit behind, but uh, a lot of those young guys, uh, uh, scrub, those kind of people, there's, there's going to be some surprises here. And uh, I think it's an exciting time to see some people will step up. And I think uh, at the tail end, you might see some of those names, uh, especially initially in the beginning, uh, to, to fill in innings. 
you know, I would like to think that we'd win every game and every game would be winnable. Uh, but, you know, you know, there are pitchers that uh, sometimes you have to lose a battle once in a while to win a war. And so it's going to be important for those guys that, uh, that we do have perhaps in a down game or a, a game that we're way up will, will give us the innings that, that gives the Presleys and Osunas and Devos and Sneeds and, and those kind of people a, a day off so they can prepare for a, a closer, tighter game. So to conclude what you just have said throughout the, the whole um, conversation, what's going to be the biggest strength from the pitching side in the team that is going to be a, a plus going into this 60-game season? The biggest strength for the pitching? Okay. Well, obviously, when you have two future Hall of Famers at the top end of that thing, that really sets the tone for this any series that we go into. And uh, I know they'll have their speed bumps because they're humans, but um, they kind of set the tone for the rest of the staff. Both of them are very hard, work, hard workers, and that kind of carries off. It kind of reminds me of my first go around with the Astros when we had Bijou and Bagwell that set the tone for all the other players. And I think Verlander and Greinke set that tone for us here. That's going to be key, and they just have to kind of grab onto their coattails and, and move with them and uh, give us their best shot. That's all we can ask. Brim, what do you make of the idea of someone who won the Cy Young and struck 100 batters last year uh, actually improving this year, improving his mechanics and actually being better, even though he had such a great year last year? This is what the great ones do. You know, he has his mindset on uh, 300 wins. He has his mindset on, on being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, nothing's going to get in his way. And this guy is always looking. Uh, I, I, you can't imagine the number of videos that he and I share as the season goes on and health has a big thing to do with it. I think, I think a lot of credit needs to go to his wife when he was really struggling before we got him. Uh, she turned him on to somebody that, that was able to help him in terms of his core in the middle of his body. And I think that helped. And, and I think, you know, now what we, what really has happened is his ball and glove takeaway is more relaxed with his shoulders. He's not, uh, not tense trying to do things and the ball is just coming out cleaner. And, uh, I mean, it's electric coming out. You would, if you looked at, if you just looked at the ball and didn't realize that we're dealing with a 37, 38-year-old man, you wouldn't believe it. And uh, and he's his velocity, his slider looks good. His changeup is improving. The curveball was better today than it was last game. So, uh, you know, I, I've been fortunate in my career to have played with a Hall of Famer, uh, played with a couple of Hall of Famers, and having had uh, a couple of Cy Young Award winners. And uh, you know, it, it would have been, uh, you know, last year was was special with it could have was a flip-flop for me with Verlander and Cole uh, but uh, you know Cole made out okay I think and uh, and Verlander did too so they both both are doing pretty well right now all right guys questions for Justin Verlander are you able to get some uh, instant feedback from some of your your teammates now with these uh, you're not facing other guys but some guys you know and trust uh, you know able to kind of uh, some of the hitters tell you what they're seeing and is, is that yeah. Been beneficial yeah for sure I that was a point of emphasis um, you know kind of Talking to talking to those guys, seeing how they see my stuff, um, you know, and just uh, uh, picking their brain a little bit. You know, I, I, I think that's – you don't want to get too uh, ahead of yourself because I think that's almost to be expected at this point. These guys haven't seen too much live pitching yet. Um, but still, uh, as, as good as these guys are, um, you know, I, I, trust, I trust what they're seeing um, even at this point in time. So, yeah, the feedback's been, uh, been um, pretty, pretty good um, on the mound and off. 
Justin, as you're breaking in the new mechanics, how did they did they feel as good today as they did last time out, or is it just kind of an evolving process every time out? Yeah, I mean, I, maybe not quite as good as last time, but that's you know that's like in season. You know, sometimes you're just uh, for whatever reason on a certain game, you're really synced up and locked in, and on certain days, you're not quite as uh, not quite as as uh, locked in. Um, but overall, still still very good today. So do you anticipate one more time on the mound? Uh, yeah, so I think I've got one more start. So Sunday. 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 I, as far as I've, uh, as far as I know, um, I, I think it's just kind of five days. So the way you feel today is that how you would normally feel uh, ten days before the start of the season? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, you know, I, I, every spring training is a little different. Um, I would say right now, um, yeah, I'm probably about where I should be. Now, I mean, maybe a little, little behind just because obviously uh, the circumstances and, and the rehab and everything that I went through. Um, it does feel a little bit rushed. In an ideal world, we'd like to schedule out the time frames to have starts and, you know, maybe have an extra day rest here or there in a, in a ramp-up process to build up for the season, um, not just five days, five days, five days, five days season. Um, you know, that's asking a lot while you're also trying to build up your pitch count, but this isn't ideal for anyone, and it is what it is. Justin, uh, the rare situation of the weird situation that we're going through, of course, is putting you guys in a situation that you're not expecting to be at the middle of the season. Is this anyhow affecting you or giving you any benefits mentally-wise, meaning that it's giving you more opportunities to see things from another point of view, or you think it's the roller coaster of not knowing what's going to happen is affecting you somehow? Um, I mean, I think you just have to roll with it. I, I think there's going to be unexpected scenarios. You know, I'm such a creature of habit and, and routine. Um, I've already kind of uh, myself mentally prepped for the fact that that, you know, that routine that I've ingrained over the last uh, 14, 15 years um, uh, might have some kinks thrown in it this year uh, for whatever reason. I don't know yet. Um, there's a lot of reasons why it could happen. And I just have to prepare for that. Um, you know, other than that, I, uh, you know, I, I can't say I'm, I'm any more prepared or less prepared um, um, for, for what's going to happen. I guess uh, the last few months has the silver lining has been I got to spend a lot of time with my daughter who's grown up so quick. So that was nice. <laughs> New perspective. Hey, Justin, I asked Lance as well. Are you doing anything different uh, with your workouts, recovery, anything other otherwise location, et cetera, due to just the unique circumstances that you guys find yourselves in? Um, no, not me particularly. I mean, once we start the season, once I usually get into this part of my throwing process where I'm, um, I'm pitching every five days regularly, I, I usually really tailor back my workouts. So I'm not in the gym that much anyway. It's more just uh, maintenance for mobility and, um, and stuff like that. And I can do that uh, uh, while being pretty socially distant. To an extent. All right. Uh, questions for Dusty Baker. Hey, Dusty. How are you doing? Hey, man. How are you? Have you uh, made a firm decision yet on who you who you plan on starting opening day? Yeah. I mean, as as anticipated, uh, uh, Verlander. Will Grinky go uh, the second game of the season? Uh, probably not. I mean, right now, uh, you know, it hurt Grinky the other day when we couldn't work out. You know, that was his throw day. And so right now we feel that, you know, McCullers is probably uh, further ahead, you know, than Grinky at this time. Dusty, what have you seen um, just in spring when you got to saw him and, and once you got to summer camp, what have you learned about or what have you gauged from Springer? Uh, around well, like I, I mean, this guy can play and he loves to play. And, uh, you know, he works hard. He works hard. 
but he enjoys playing. And it's a pleasure to, to you know, to watch him play because you can tell the joy that he has in playing. And like I said, in the spring, you know, like he's uh, not your prototypical, you know, leadoff man, but, uh, you know, there are some guys in his mold, you know, before him. And uh, come to mind like Tommy A.G., uh, that's probably before your time. Um, uh, uh, Bobby Bonds, you know, Philippe Alou, you know, the big leadoff hitter with speed that, that has power and can give you one to nothing, you know, right out the gate. But what does his, uh, what does his energy just to the park every day, especially playing in an empty stadium in a time when it's going to, you guys are going to need some energy. What kind of energy does he bring just with his personality? Well, you know, you don't want to take away, you know, from his energy. You just want him to be himself. And, uh, you know, um, these guys, I think they, they got a great memory on the, on the energy that's in this park, the spiritual energy that's in this park already. Because this park, uh, you know, was rocking, you know, and uh, there's still, uh, you know, some of the spirit, you know, in this ballpark, whether it's from above, or whether it's uh, people at home. Hey, Dusty, with um, Joe going on the um, restricted list today, are y'all planning as if you will not have him this season? Uh, yes, we are. Uh, but, I mean, you know, he might, uh, you know, he's, he's welcome to come back, you know. Uh, but, you know, right now we're, we're planning to go on without Joe. Yeah, I mean, he's a big part of the club. The guys miss Joe. Um, but... Um, you know, we know that Joe, every man has to do what they have to do. Four months ago, different time, different place. I asked you if, if your team was breathing and you said, no, I don't think so. And then you added that everybody talks about forgiveness, but very few people actually do it. I'm curious now, so much has happened since then. Um, and so much is still sort of left to be decided on how all this plays out. What's your sense of, of, how you might answer that question now if, if, if your team is breathing again? Um, well, they're breathing better, you know. You know, I see, uh, you know, more smiles. I see – actually, I see more joy, you know. At the time four months ago, which you have a good memory, I mean, that was a, that was a tough time, right. you know. That was a real tough time. But um, there's been a lot happened. This has been probably the most tumultuous – four or five months I've, I, we've all lived in. And so, uh, and it's really given us uh, all a sense of what's, what's really important and gotten a, a lot of things, uh, I think it's prioritized a lot in our lives. And so, you know, we're at a different time and space than we were four months ago. Uh, it seems like, it doesn't seem like four months ago, it seems like, it's been a whole year. I mean, I mean, it, it was a uh, boy. The, it, it was a tough time those last four months, and we're still in it. You know, we're not out of it yet. See, it'd be different if we were looking back upon it, but we're still kind of in the same same position, or maybe even worse than we were then. When you say our lives, who's who's the hour in that? Do you mean the world? Do you mean the team? No, the world. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're all part of the world. You know. And uh, 
it's not it's not only the team it's not only the city it's not only the united states it's not only europe it's not only asia russia i mean you know when you turn on the tv i mean it's all over the world in, in spite of all the weirdness that's going on right now um yeah. would you say that that you're 25 or i guess it's going to be 30 now mm-hmm. is more ready to play baseball today than it would have been four months ago yes Just play the game yes and, and I, I think that's why I'm hoping that there won't be any stoppages. I'm hoping that we do play because I think I think people need, you know, a release. And, you know, people need to, to uh, you know, to have a distraction, you know, so to speak, and, and, and some excitement, you know, because it, it, uh, right now, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a bad sci-fi movie, a bad B movie or – it's even like, you know, when I was home, it was like Groundhog Day. I was doing the same thing every day. You know, I just didn't see Bill Murray, you know, but, but it was like Groundhog Day. And, uh, you know, days are going quickly, but you were doing the same thing almost every day, you know? So uh, I think people are ready to, I mean, I watched every Western movie. I watched a bunch of bunch of movies that I would have never watched you know I miss sports you know I don't like watching reruns I don't like watching 1981 World Series people ask me did I watch myself on TV I don't like watching myself on TV I don't even like watching when I know the outcome of the game you know what I mean so yeah we're ready for for a change I think still several days before the season opener you've named Verlander as your starting pitcher, but are you 100%, 90%, 80% sure that that game will be played? What's, what's your confidence level? Well, I'm preparing as if it's 100%, you know? And like I told my guys earlier, you can always – it's easier to turn it off than it is to turn it on. So, I mean, right now, you know, we're turning it on until we're told otherwise. All right, let's get going for questions for Alex Bregman. Alex, what did you think of the uh, in-game, the crowd noise, music, and everything, the umpire behind home plate? What did you think about all that? Uh, it was, I liked it. Uh, it was good. Um, of course, we want real fans in the stands, but um, we got to do what we got to do, and hopefully they can get back soon. Um, uh, and just the biggest thing right now is just everybody stay safe. And, um, yeah, it was good to be back on the field with the guys. How do you feel your, your swing is right now with about 10 or 11 days to go? You, you feel pretty good considering how close you are to the start of the season? No, <laughs> I got, I got a lot of work to do. Um, got to clean up a lot of things mechanically um, and just see more pitching. Um, but um, there was a step in the right direction. Got, got four at bats, um, getting back into the groove of things and I'm um, going to continue to work hard and, um, work on those uh, mechanical issues that are going on right now. Is this enough time for um, an offensive player to, to be ready to hit major league pitching, which you guys have right now? Yes, 100%. What are the challenges, though, of having such a short ramp up to, to be able to be ready to hit big league pitching? Yeah, I mean, big league pitching is the best in the world. And um, I think I think the biggest thing is just to work hard as a, as a group and um, continue to get as many at-bats as possible and um, see as many pitches as possible. So um, we feel comfortable getting in there uh, game one. Alex, after the season being delayed for so long, 
what is the level of excitement that the, a real game is coming up in about less than two weeks? Super excited. Um, I was excited today. Uh, I could barely sleep last night. I was so excited. So um, can't wait to get back out there tomorrow and, and play again. Alex, what do you think about having a couple of exhibition games before the regular season starts? Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, love competition. Um, can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. How important is getting live at bats in a scenario like that before you start playing for real? Oh, definitely very important. Um, live at bats are huge. Uh, you can't simulate them any other way. I mean, we're, we could turn the machine up in the cage as fast as it goes or um, hit as much batting practice on the field as possible, but nothing's really like um, live big league pitching. So it was good to get out there and get four bats today and uh, I'm looking forward to the 2020 season. I don't think we're, we're going to make any excuses about it. We're going to keep, keep working hard. Um, I know our trainer, Jeremiah, is doing an unbelievable job. Um, the Astros organization is doing a great job of keeping us safe. And, um, yeah, we have no excuses. We're going we're gonna to continue to work hard and, uh, and get ready for the season. We don't know Jordan's status for opening day, but if, you, if he's not available, how do you feel like you guys are positioned depth-wise to maybe compensate for his absence early in the season? He's an unbelievable player, uh, unbelievable teammate, and um, we have a lot of uh, great players on this team. So um, I think I think we will. I think whatever whatever it is, we'll be we'll be ready to go. Alex, we seen you come back um, yesterday and take some extra batting practice. Um, was it just something you weren't satisfied with yesterday, or is it something you're working on? I'm working on a lot of things mechanically. I have to um, clean up a lot of things mechanically in my swing, and. Um, yeah, just continuing to work every single day, take as many many swings as possible to to get feeling good, feeling uh, feeling game ready. How was it after the home run? Just uh, I know it's just inter squad, but not not high fiving guys going to the dugout, trying to stay away. Are you, are you kind of broke of those habits yet? Is that still tough to do? Uh, it's all good. Uh, just uh, just we got to we got to deal with what we got to deal with right now, and. Um, I think everybody is uh, trying to do their best to stay safe, whether it's a home run or throwing the ball around the infield, whatever it may be. Everyone's trying to do their part, and um, I think guys are doing a good job of that. How do you feel about traveling into another city, knowing the situation and knowing that you have to ride an airplane? And then the second question is, do you think that three workouts that were canceled is putting you guys behind on the way that you have to prepare in your team? I think MLB and uh, the PA um, have done a great job of outlining, uh, outlining some good safety protocols. And I think um, us traveling to a different city, I think we will be safe. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to going and playing against a good ball club and um, getting some good live competition. Um, it's going to be fun. And um, I don't think we're, we're, we're not going to make any excuses for missing days or anything like that. We're, we're going to continue to work hard and do our best to get prepared for, for this season and, and go out there and, and try and win some ball games. Questions for Yuli Gurriel. Yuli, how was your quarantine and how were you able to kind of stay in shape um, during the three months shutdown? I was just training at home every day. I've got a, a batting cage at home. I've got a home gym. So just every day I was getting after it and just trying to stay in shape as the best I could at home. How have you felt these first few days um, seeing live seeing live pitching and how, how are you feeling offensively uh, going in with about nine days left of the season? Yeah, it's been tough uh, the first couple of days, especially. Uh, it's tough to get my timing right away, seeing, seeing live pitching for the first time in a while. But I think little by little, it's going to come together for me here as we get ready for the season. Are you going to wear your mask uh, on the field during the regular season? 
I'm thinking about it. Um, it might be that every time that I have a run on first base, I'm thinking that I might use the mask in those situations. Yuli, how much, um, obviously you're a free agent after this year, how much do you think about your future and, and would you like to, uh, would you like to be in Houston past this year? Yeah, Houston's the only team that I that I know. It's the only thing that I know in the big leagues. It's the only team that I've played for. And I really hope that I'll be able to stay here in Houston. It doesn't depend just on me. It, it depends on a lot of different things. But I really hope that I can stay here after the season. Julie, how, how good does it feel just to be back with, with the team, just being around your team? Yeah, it feels really good. I mean, it got to a point where it started feeling like a little bit too much free time at home. And so it feels really good to get back around the team, back around the guys, and be back here uh, for training camp. Uh, my mentality has always been that I want to play this season. I think it's been the same for all my teammates as well. Obviously, it's a little bit different this year than it's been normally, and you have to be even more careful with your, your health than, than usual. But uh, my mentality and the mentality of my teammates has always been that we want to play this year. Yeah, it's gone by really quick. The summer camp has been different than a regular spring training. Um, we're almost like a week out from the season right now, so it's, it's just a different pace for us, and we really got to turn it on and, and get ready for the season knowing that it's right around the corner. Yuli, ¿qué tan seguro te sientes con las pruebas, el protocolo nuevo de Grandes Ligas para que puedan jugar, para que se puedan mantener ustedes seguro? Eh, más o menos todo el proceso que tienen que llevar ustedes y seguir pie de la letra con esto de la pandemia. Es un poco difícil, un poco complicado. De verdad que es primera vez que pasamos por esto. Pero bueno, eh, de verdad que se está haciendo para para estar más seguro y, y nos sentimos mucho más protegidos así, así que hay que tratar de acostumbrarse a eso. Yeah, it's a little bit complicated, a little bit difficult the whole testing process, but I know that they're working on it to make it flow a little bit better and make sure that we're protected and everybody's safe as we get ready for the season. Okay, questions for Brian Abreu. Brian, how was your quarantine? Where did you uh, where did you spend the last three months? Um, my quarantine was okay. I spent my last three months in DR uh, with my family, you know, taking care of each other's. Were you able to keep throwing? Were you able to keep working? Kind of what did you do baseball-wise during the last three months? Uh, yeah, I drew like mostly, you know, on the street. Every every park was closed, every field. And I did just my best. Who would you throw with, like on the street? Oh, uh, with just uh, my brother-in-law. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he a ball player or just a guy that could catch you? Uh, he's a guy who can catch me. He played, <laughs> ball. He played ball. He couldn't play pro ball, but he can catch me really well. How have you felt uh, throughout the first couple of weeks of camp, and how's your arm feel coming back? Uh, it's feeling really good, you know, getting ridden and getting, you know, closer to the to the best player that I can be. How would you feel about uh, possibly if if they asked you to come out of the bullpen and maybe throw a few innings out of the bullpen and be a, a guy that could go three or four innings from a bullpen setting? How would you feel about that? Uh, you know, I'm a young guy, and I just have to be ready for every situation and. I just have to, to get experience everywhere. You know, you never know where I'm going to settle. And I'm so happy to be back in the camp, and that's awesome. You got a taste last year of being on the playoff roster in the LCS. Do you see this as an opportunity where you can really break through and stick for the entire season? Uh, honestly, it was really good, you know, earning experience and being like being part of that is a privilege. Uh, not, a, like, not a lot of young guys are allowed to be part of the L.A. DS and that was pretty good. I feel proud of myself about it. How, how hard was it to get your workouts in in the Dominican during during the uh, the shutdown? Where was it? Were there strict rules down that like that you had to that made it harder for you to, to train? Uh, it wasn't really hard because I have a, a coaching staff in DR that I could I could come to the complex and take 
a couple equipment to get to be ready at like to get some uh workouts at home and that was that was like kind of like not easy but not not really hard but that was like that was okay how do you feel like your fastball command is right now compared to last season uh is i'm improving on it on it you know that's take a little time but i'm getting better on it have they made any like changes in your delivery or anything in your posture to help with your command? Uh, yes, and now I'm trying to pitch from wind up and try to calm down and use my back leg. How eager were you to be able to get back to be around like Stromy and also to be around Verlander? Uh, that's awesome, you know, getting the earning experience of those Verlander guys and better on pitching coach, you know, they can see more than that I can see. And that's that's really amazing to have people like that that help me a lot in that supposition. Hi, this is Steve Sparks. Join me and my buddy Rick Ford. What's that? Oh, join me and my buddy Robert Ford for our live broadcast of Astros Summer Camp. We'll start coverage at 6:50 p.m. on Monday and 12:50 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon as the Astros square off with the Kansas City Royals right here on the Astros Radio Network.